He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. I am thrilled to be joined today via the Laser Hotline by Samantha Fish, one of my favorite singers, songwriters, and guitarists. Samantha. Yeah, hi, how you doing? I'm fine, yourself? Good. Really appreciate you taking the time today. It's an honor to share the airwaves with you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. For sure. We're excited to have you back in Des Moines tomorrow evening at Woolies. I know uh, I'm way overdue. I haven't seen you since uh, you played our House of Bricks in 2014, so it's been a while. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's been a long time, yeah. Five albums in that span, including Faster, which came out in September of last year, and I happen to be a big fan of. And you know what it is? Aside from the obvious growth in your songwriting and of course your playing ability i like the vibe that this collection of songs especially in light of what's been happening in the world past couple of years it's it's got a real positive energy about it thanks i mean that was sort of like you know if i could have set an intention for this album um you know i i think i was a little i think like all of us you know we felt like kind of lost and um really upset you know back when Back in 2020, and I, I just, as I started writing, I kind of used, it was sort of a cathartic process to sort of help me get out of my, you know, depression slump, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, I wanted to write something that made people feel good, so that was kind of the intention behind it. Typically, one of the absolute last things that I'd ever ask an artist about is what a specific song is about, but for you, it, it doesn't seem to be a taboo topic when it comes to the 12 new songs that comprise Faster. Has it always been that way, that complete transparency from you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like songs are, you know, a, a song should be about your life when you listen to it. You know, it, that's that's the earmark of, like, a good song is you want it to translate to to, to fit everybody universally so that everybody can relate to it. So I, you know, those, some of these are autobiographical or, you know, or whatever. I, I still want it to, to be a story that people can, you know, can, can apply to their own lives and, you know, connect with, which is, it's just really important to me. So, um, so I don't mind talking about the song origins, but I, I think it's awesome when people tell me what the song means to them, because I'm like, there we go. That's, that's, that's the most important thing to me. I haven't peeked at any of your set lists recently, but I imagine a decent amount of the new material translates pretty well to the live show. Yeah, we're doing um, we're doing a lot of the new the new stuff in the show, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's uh, it's coming across really well. But you know, it's it's a mixture of like bringing the the older material and our past albums in, and you know, mixing it all together because that's you know, essentially the live sound is culmination of everything with the peaks of the new stuff. But you've got some new stories to tell. We're excited to see those. Um, I'm a couple of things I've always been fascinated by, particularly when it comes to great guitarists that also happen to be fantastic singers like yourself. The first is that ability to do both things simultaneously and do them well without one sort of requiring more concentration and the other sort of taking a back seat. if that makes sense. I, not everybody can do that. I mean, it, it can't be all muscle memory, right? Um, you know, it's it's a conversation back and forth between the guitar and the vocals. Um, I I feel like I had a little bit of a leg up when I started playing um, guitar and singing because I started on drums. So I think rhythm is the thing that people struggle with, and like getting that hand, you know, coordination separate from like you know if you're if you're singing a song that has like a you know a rhythmic pattern that doesn't necessarily. Uh, 
exactly balance out the guitar strumming, you know? Um, it just takes it just takes a lot of practice to get it independent of one another. But I think, you know, having that rhythmic foundation to start with kind of helped me to, you know, I guess jump ahead a couple rungs on the ladder right when I first started, you know, just just kind of finding that timing and everything. Um, but, you know, it's, as far as soloing and singing runs, I mean, I feel like, I kind of make, I try to make it conversational. I don't, you don't really necessarily hear me solo a lot over the top of like a vocal run. You know, they're kind of back and forth. I, I be king it a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You bring up drumming. And of course that's the one that immediately I start to, you know, have tremors about because like the last thing in the world that I'm able to do as a, a guy that, you know, plays a couple of instruments, but drums are just, I can't wrap my head around splitting your body into four parts or your brain into four parts and doing four different things with your legs and your arms. I, I have no idea how they do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it is like it's deeply frustrating to start, but that's why you start simple and then you start mixing everything in, you know? Um, it's it's uh it, it just takes it takes a second. It is it, it's a little weird though, you know, like trying to put a different pattern with your foot and play play in the snare. But you know, once once you get once you get the hang of it, it's like you know, it's just. It, it keeps coming and coming and coming. You know? So here's the other thing that I love to ask creative people about. In regards to the amount of improvisation that you allow yourself when playing your material back to a live audience, do you tend to stick to the original composition, or is there some room for improv to keep things sort of fresh and creatively challenging for you? Um, you know, I I like to improvise in the show. Um, you know, there's some, there's some solos I have that are pretty structured, um, you know, and, and or I really like how it went off in the album, but naturally, you know, you played enough times and it's gonna, it's gonna kind of, you know, evolve off of that exact, you know, formula from the record. It's just, it's just natural that way. But, um, you know, sometimes I like having little, if I'm, if I'm constructing a solo and I really want it to go somewhere, I, I kind of have, have a little like, like formulaic rules for myself, like, um, how I'm going to construct the solo, but you know, you might have like, here's, here's a, and here's B and here's C. And then I got to fill in the way to get to all of that, you mm. know? And then of course, communicate that to your bandmates as well. <laughs> well, th- that's the thing. I mean, everybody's got big ears and, and the band I'm playing with is, um, they're really, they, they understand that improvisational thing as well. And, um, you know, generally like we, we just kind of move together and, you know, occasionally like, We'll we'll have a mistake or something, or it won't it won't be as you know everybody beats themselves up or whatever. But I mean that's kind of the fun of it. It's like finding your way and and that magical moment when you all do find your way together. It's it's pretty cool. And I don't know. I mean it's it's good to challenge yourself, um, especially on a stage setting when we're doing this night after night after night. But um, you know it keeps things tense and dramatic and exciting for us. So that's you know keeps the show exciting for people that come out to see it. You know. One of my favorite singers and guitarists on the Laser Hotline with me, Samantha Fish, is in town tomorrow evening at Woolies. Now, being a Kansas City native, the proximity to Des Moines makes me wonder if this was a place that maybe you explored much when you initially started to branch out and, and make that jump from local to regional touring artist. Yeah, I mean, I used to come to Des Moines all the time. Um, I mean, we've been playing we've been playing events for the Blues Society. Um, what was the place you said? Is it the guest? The, the gas lamp? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We used to play there, and, um, you know, really early on in my career, and 
um, you know, we, we kind of, that's, that's how we started. You know, I mean, I was in Kansas City, and I fill up my calendar, and it's like, okay, let's start kind of branching out slowly. And, you know, so we go to Wichita or St. Louis or Omaha or Des Moines, you know, and then eventually it's like Des Moines became a stop on the way to Chicago, and, and that's just kind of how it rolls, you know? Yeah, we love that we have that, you know, story with artists like yourself that, you know, are within a, a couple hundred miles of, of Des Moines. And, and to see where you've, you know, gotten to at this point in your career. And it's just, it's a really cool thing, you know, for me, having seen you, what, eight years ago now, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, God, I, I, I'm way overdue, as I said earlier. But, uh, you know, thank God uh, we're getting you back here tomorrow night at Woolies. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Thank you. Yeah, speaking of Kansas City real quick, pretty cool to hear Tech 9 on the song Loud and even cooler to see the two of you on stage together last month in your hometown. Oh, it was amazing. He's such an incredible artist. And, you know, I've been looking at those billboards that are hanging in Kansas City for years and years. Every time Tech puts out an album, there's a big push and campaign, you know, there. And it's like, he's just, he's just so beloved in our city and, in the, you know, throughout the world. So, to have that opportunity to do something with him, like I, I mean, it just it made it made the Casey girl be so 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 happy, and uh, you know, just just a great great time for me. You know, I'm just going to put this out into the universe, and I don't know how you'll feel about it, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that things don't just happen unless you kind of put it out there. So I'm going to put it out there and say, I think the Chiefs at some point should have you down there to play the national anthem. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, like, my biggest fear. That's one of the hardest songs. And <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but it's like, it's that's one of my the most intimidating, scary songs. Everybody's watching, everybody knows it. And it's, you know, you got to start it in the right spot <laughs> so that you finish it in the right spot. So I don't know. I've always like had a mild anxiety panic attack when it comes to, but I would love to do it. I mean, I'd be honored if, if they called me down to do it. Well, they've got at least one more game on the schedule. We're hoping they make it a lot further. A lot of Chiefs fans here in Des Moines, Iowa, obviously. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, Samantha. This has been really cool for me as a fan of yours. And, uh, again, really excited about tomorrow night's show. And uh, hopefully we'll run into each other. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day and safe travels. All right. We'll do. Thank you. Bye-bye.